essentially to be where our consumers are. We feel like there's a lack of allergen-free snacks, so we want to be available everywhere that consumer is shopping. Welcome to Scent Sliced Bread. I'm your host, Charlotte Ashley, editor of Baking and Snack. High-protein, vegan, allergen-free CBD. There are a lot of trends, new categories, and niche consumer demands when it comes to the baking and snack categories. And some companies are venturing into the unknown to meet those needs. In this season of Scent Sliced Bread, you'll hear from these brave pioneers about the challenges they face and the drive that keeps them boldly going where few brands have gone before. This season of Sense Slice Spread is brought to you by the sugar reduction experts at Ingredion. Through agile collaboration, global formulation expertise, and a broad portfolio of food and beverage ingredient solutions, Ingredion brings the potential of people, nature, and technology together to make life better. Today, my guest is Blake Sorensen, founder of Blake Seed Based a company that creates snacks free from the top nine allergens so that the allergen-free community can snack safely. Welcome to Scent Slice Bread, Blake. Yeah, thanks for having me, Charlotte. I appreciate it. So tell our listeners about Blake Seed Based. How did you get started? What problem were you trying to solve? So Blake Seed Based is a a better-for-you snacking brand. We make snacks that are are free of the the top nine food allergens. And it goes back to kind of actually solving my own problem. I have a a severe nut allergy and was, you know, frustrated with the options on the market and kind of took it in my own hands. Actually started in a entrepreneurship course, but kind of kind of started just making snacks in my own kitchen and solved my own problem and kind of spiraled from there. That's awesome to hear. I know a lot of startup companies, that's their story. They're solving their own problem. And then other people in those communities are hungry for the same thing. Let's talk about how has the company grown over the years? Tell us the journey of Blake Seedbase from when it started to where it is today. Yeah. So we're, we're five years into it so far. And again, it went from really my kitchen giving products to snacks to like friends and family. And then we, we originally launched online uh, and on Amazon in, in 2018 and with the, uh, our snack bars. And then, you know, fast forward today, you know, come June this year, we'll be in over 5,000 retailers, places like Kroger, Sprouts, Wegmans, Walmart, Thrive Market. And we've just kind of continued to evolve both our, our product lines. We have we have three different product lines right now. And our, our goal is essentially to be where our consumers are. We feel like there's a lack of allergen-free snacks. So we want to be, you know, available everywhere that consumer is shopping. So you started with the bar, and then like you said, you have three product lines now. Tell me a little bit about how the product portfolio expanded from the bar. Yeah, so we're trying to solve for basically all the snacking occasions. So, you know, we have a snack bar that the first ingredient is seeds. Uh, so that's a good kind of after a workout or just a, a snack. And then we have a better for you uh, crispy treat. So we kind of reimagined the crispy treat. Uh, where we basically took out all the junk ingredients, used clean ingredients, and that product's been a huge hit for us. We have a line of sunflower seeds, which was kind of the feedback we heard from consumers. They wanted a protein option. So they're, you know, they're, they're shelled sunflower seeds uh, on the go, eight grams of protein uh, in every pack. And then earlier this year, we launched a line of chewy granola bars, our fastest growing product line that that's, those are launching in 1800 Walmarts and Kroger. And uh, next few months, those will be out there in a big way. 
Yeah, that chewy granola bar is a really popular item among conventional snackers, so I can imagine. So let's talk about going back to the beginning when you were formulating an allergen-free snack bar. What were some of those initial challenges you faced and how did you work through those? So it, it comes back to like even starting with the ingredients, like you have to find ingredients that are, you know, aren't made in a facility that have nuts. So it started out, again, me just going to the grocery store, I bought a food processor, trying a, a number of different recipes. And, uh, you know, when, when I got good feedback, I said, okay, what, what can we take this to the next step? But I think the biggest barrier is finding a co-packer somewhere to make the product at a large scale. We're, you know, free of the top nine food allergens. All of the ingredients source are from allergen-free companies. The uh, facilities, you know, certified nut-free, gluten-free. We test all of the products for the top nine food allergens, even after they're made, just to double and triple check. So that was, I think, the biggest issue, but kind of thing we had to overcome to find a partner we felt really good about and to, you know, pick someone that we could really scale with. Was there any issue with finding a co-manufacturer, I would imagine, would be the one of the biggest hurdles? Because like you said, that's nine allergens they have to commit to not having in the facility. Was there also any difficulty kind of combining finding a co-manufacturer who was committed to that and also had the equipment and capabilities to manufacture the bar as well. Yeah, they I think the the partner we found back then and are still with, you know, they were committed to being top net allergen free. They luckily had the equipment, but a lot of it is like t- you know, you can take a product that you make in your kitchen but then trying to mass produce that, you know, considering things like shelf life and different ingredients and the availability and cost. So there's a lot of back and forth, really, when you commercialize a product from your kitchen. Yeah, I mean, if, if they didn't check the boxes of uh, being allergen free and having, you know, the same standards we did, we, we you know, wouldn't have moved forward. How did you kind of overcome some of those scaling up challenges with them? Was it a lot of testing, a lot of conversation? A lot of testing was at the facility a lot early on, you know, kind of tinkering with, again, different recipes and different formats. But a lot early on, I mean, you're going to a co-man. They want someone that has a lot of scale, a lot of production. You really have to sell yourself early on and kind of sell them on the vision. You know, we went from being their smallest customer to now, you know, we're top two customer for them over the course of five years. But a lot of it, again, is selling the vision and saying, here's why we exist here's the problem we're solving. And these are the products that we're going to, you know, produce to solve those problems. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Since Sliced Bread. Let's take a break to talk sugar reduction. Today's consumers seek products that have less sugar and offer delicious taste and texture. And they prefer brands that take a stance on sustainability. So how can you add sustainable appeal to reduced sugar baked goods? Explore the impact of sweetener choice in an ebook summarizing Ingredion's internationally compliant and peer-reviewed life cycle assessment. Ingredion's Sugar Reduction LCA shows how fermented sugarcane Reb-M and bioconverted Reb-M outperform across several key environmental metrics, making either a great option for brands wanting to deliver great taste with a stronger sustainability story. And now, Back to our show. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That that growth is really incredible. What, what do you think you can attribute to that level of growth in five years? I, I think it goes back to we're actually solving a problem. And, you know, we're, what we're trying to do is like, it's not just the people that have food allergies, but there might be, there's a number of people that like the better for you movement, they might be just wanting to trade up if they normally eat a chewy granola bar you know, or, or crispy treat and they want a cleaner version and they want to trade up and, and maybe get a more premium one that they know is cleaner. That as obviously the health and wellness movement is, you know, I think stronger than ever. And then there really is a lack. If you have one of the top nine food allergens, there aren't that many options. I mean, you can make stuff on your, on your own. There are some other brands, but it's a pretty select group of companies that are, are filling that void. So our growth, again, is attributed to, to solving a problem and, and making snacks that people, that they taste great, enjoy, and people keep coming back. As you reached out beyond the initial bar, did you encounter any other challenges when formulating the crispy treat or the chewy granola bar? And how did you kind of overcome some of those? A lot of it goes back to, and we have a lot of ideas on what products we want to make, but it just, it's that relationship with your co-man. You know, do they have the equipment? Do they have the flavors? Is the shelf life going to be there? So the products we ended up with was stuff that, again, you know, there was some capital investment on our side. We felt like, you know, they were established in the market where those product lines would do well, but it does take a while to kind of, again, formulate a new product, make sure there's, you have enough volume, make sure there's customers for that product, and then working hand in hand with the co-man to make sure the, the equipment that you need is there. Now, I know that very recently through the Faster Act, Sesame got added to the top allergens list. Is that something that impacted like seed base when that went into effect? Did you already eliminate sesame? Is that something you're looking at doing? Yeah, sesame, uh, we had eliminated from day one. Luckily, we, we kind of fell into it. We knew it was an issue. And then you know, really like it impacted us because we'd always say top eight allergen free. We changed it to top nine. But yeah, luckily, I think we did our diligence early on. I mean, we could go up. We're probably top 20 free. You know, there's obviously a long list. We're definitely top 14 free. But Sesame, again, we kind of got to know the consumer well. And we heard that concern early on about Sesame. So we decided to make the decision early on not to include that. And then the, yeah, the act you just mentioned, they made it, you know, the official ninth one. The FASTER Act, which went into effect January 1st, added sesame to the FDA's list of major food allergens. These allergens, now known as the top nine or big nine, represent the foods that cause the most allergic reactions in the United States, according to the organization Food Allergy Research Education. The other major allergens, previously known as the top eight or big eight, include milk, eggs, tree nuts, peanuts, crustaceans and shellfish, fish, wheat, and soy. For its part, sesame affects about 0.23% of Americans. The FDA requires that foods intentionally containing these allergens must declare them on the label, whether in the ingredient list or separately. Precautionary labeling, you know, those phrases like may contain or processed in a facility with, are voluntary and not regulated. While Blake Seed-Based avoids the top 14 allergens, the company markets itself as free from these top nine. Where do you kind of draw the line when it comes to choosing which allergens you're going to be committed to eliminating? 
It's a good, great question. I mean, there's a, everyone has an allergy to something. I mean, you could find like strawberries, whatever it is. So I think for us, again, if you look at the top nine, that's the majority, right? It's like, you know, 80 or 90%. So it's doing that. And then also a lot of it comes down to taste. You know, it's like you take all these things out of these products and some of those ingredients make things taste a lot better. So it's it's a fine balance between, you know, being strict on these are top nine allergen free, but also formulating a clean, great tasting product. That was going to be my next question was how are you balancing taste with your commitment to being allergen free? It's important. I mean, if the product doesn't taste great, uh, you won't be in business long. And I think you know, some of the best use cases for that, the best examples are people that don't have any food allergens, but choose to eat our product when they could choose, a, you know, a similar product that has allergens. So taste at the end of the day, it's kind of the end all be all again to, to grow and scale. You know, you, have, you can get kind of one opportunity with the consumer, if it doesn't taste good, they're not going to buy you again. So that repeat rate uh, taste is really everything. Like as we're wrapping up our conversation, let's talk about what are some of your goals for the company going forward? What new product categories would you like to crack the code on allergen free? We have some ideas on product lines, but you know, we've done a, a great job of kind of expanding. We now have four product lines and the goal for us is really scaling at retail right now. Again, I mentioned retailers like Walmart, you know, Kroger, like Target, uh, Costco, those are all retailers that we're, we're hopeful this year will will have the opportunity to be in. And it's just continuing to build the brand awareness, continuing to deliver on you know our promise of being top nine allergen free, delivering great tasting products. So that's, that's really our focus. But online, we've done a, a great job on Amazon and Thrive Market, but consumers are still shopping at grocery stores. So that's really the, the focus going forward is to kind of probably pause on new products for a while, but go deeper with the retailers and try to, you know, get, get in as many places as we feel our consumers are shopping. Well, thank you, Blake, so much for joining me today and sharing your story with our listeners. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Scent Sliced Bread. If you'd like to join the conversation, leave us a voicemail at 816-968-7772. Or you can record a message using the Voice Memo app on your smartphone and email it to podcast at sozlin.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsor for this season, Ingredion. Create bakery products your consumers will reach for by partnering with the sugar reduction experts at Ingredion. See how Reb M sweeteners from Ingredion can add sustainable value to your bakery products by downloading the ebook summarizing Ingredion sugar reduction life cycle assessment at go.ingredion.com slash LCA. Don't forget to subscribe to Scent Slice Bread on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and drop us a review. Scent Slice Bread is a baking and snack podcast produced by Taryn Parker and hosted by Charlotte Ashley.